sit down, turn to your neighbor and say, something's about to happen to you tonight. If you agree with that, say amen, and you may be seated. Thank you, worship team. Let's give the worship team a nice big clap offering for what they've done. Praise the Lord. I'm busy teaching, uh, started last night on the keys to the kingdom of God. And let's just read that again in Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16 verse 13 says, And when Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say John the Baptist. Some Elijah, others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And he said to them, but who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock... I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. I like that one. Nobody likes it with me. Come on, upon this revelation that Peter God, who Jesus is, he said the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Come on, somebody. We have the victory tonight over Satan. Who can say amen? And the more revelation we get, the greater the victory will be in our lives. Give him praise if you agree with that. Come on. The greater revelation, the greater the victory. I love that. And then he says, when you get this revelation, and that's what I spoke about last night, you must be born again to understand who Jesus is, to have this revelation. And then he says, and once you get this revelation, he says, I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Please note the word keys, not one key. There are many keys. He says, I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And then he says, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. I like that one. So. The first thing we spoke about last night, and I read from John chapter 3, when Jesus spoke to Nicodemus, the Pharisee, and said to him, you must be born again. There's two ways in teaching this. You must be born again to have revelation, knowledge concerning the things of God down here on heaven. How many of you know you can enjoy God and His power on earth before you have to go to heaven to enjoy it? Can I say that again? We don't have to wait to go to heaven to enjoy Jesus. We can have that power right here, right now. Some people says, you know, I've heard this. Some ministers from the pulpit said that the power of God and the things of God died in the days of the apostle. That's a lot of hogwash. Nobody's saying amen. Come on, that's nonsense. Oy, oy, oy. I've been preaching now the whole week. Come on, somebody. I said that's nonsense. The power of Jesus is still here tonight. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's a God who has never changed. He's a God of miracles, signs, and wonders. People who are sitting in churches where people are preaching that the power of Jesus doesn't operate today, I'm telling you very boldly, get out of that church. You need not be there. You get into a place where the power of God is evident. Hallelujah. Come on, you will grow, you will mature, and you will experience Jesus in a greater way. Well, thanks for that encouraging amen. Thank you, Pastor. Hello. Why go to a place that is dead? 
I want to go to a place that's alive who can say amen. Why do you think Satanists go to, the, to whatever they do and, 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 and people get all excited about going to, you know, witch doctors or tarot card readers or, 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 or because they sing the supernatural? Is that true? But the churches have become so dead, there's no supernatural power in it anymore. I say it's time for a revival. Who agrees? Time for the Holy Ghost to come back into the house again. Uh-oh. Who wants a revival? Come on. Who wants to see Jesus do something through your life? Not through me, through you. You know, I'm going to stand before God and you're going to stand before God. And we'll all stand together and we're going to be judged together. Is that true? We will be judged together. And God's going to judge you. God's going to judge me. And I know one of the things he's going to say to all of us is, why didn't you do what I asked you to do in my word? Think about that. Why didn't you do what I asked you to do? Like what, Lord? Like go and make disciples. Why haven't you won a soul to Jesus? You know, that stuff, I want you to think about that. But I don't want you to get all afraid about it. That's why I'm here, to teach you, to train you, equip you. Tonight's going to be a night of anointing being released on you so that you can go and do the works of Jesus. Who wants that anointing? If you don't want that anointing, then you might as well go home right now. Because God is about to do something and give you something, and God doesn't throw his poles to the swine. Who knows that scripture? God says, I'm not just going to give you, you know, anybody. Just, I'll give to those who are hungry for me, those who are thirsty, those who, are, who mean business with me. Who means business with Jesus tonight? Hallelujah. Just five of us. That's exciting. Come on. Who wants business with Jesus? Say, Lord, I... I am not happy with where I am in my spiritual walk, Lord. We just sang that beautiful song. We want more. We want more. Do you really want more? Come on. Yes, of course we want more. But it mustn't be just one more through a song. It is more every day, Lord. I'm not happy with where I am. I want more of your power, more of your anointing, Jesus. Not to say, look at me how good I am. But, Lord, I need more of your glory so that I can see more people coming to the kingdom. What does it profit a man, the Bible says, to gain the whole world, but to lose his soul? What does it profit that we run after the world and the things of the world? It's not going to help us. When you and I die, we cannot take our money, our cars, our houses. We cannot take our big screen TVs with us. The only thing we can take with us when we die is a soul to heaven. Come on, somebody. That's the only thing you and I have to take with us. Who agrees? We're running after the wrong thing. Let's run after the anointing. Let's run after Jesus. Let's run after the power of God. Boy, come on, who wants that? I'm not getting that, you know, I'm not getting that, yes, I really want it. You should have been jumping up and down, running here and saying, lay hands now, brother. Forget about the sermon. Just put your hand on my head. I want that power. Amen. That's, that's what hunger does. You know, I, I, always, I always look at the guy who's been in the desert, you know. Uh, imagine there was an airplane crash and the guy survives. And, and the first day, you know, he starts walking in some direction and, and uh, the, the sun and the heat of the desert. And so the first day, he's okay. You know, he, he's kind of surviving and making it and it's not that bad. But the second day, the sun really gets bad. And, and he starts to think like, boy, I would love a nice ice cold Coke right now, you know. 
know. Or I would love to have a McDonald's burger, you know, with a chocolate milkshake. I mean, these are the things he's thinking. The second day goes by, and the third day, well, the McDonald's has now left, and now he just wants a Coke, you know. But by the fourth day, he doesn't care about Coke, McDonald's, a car. He All he wants is one thing, water. If I could just have a touch, a drink of water, who can understand? The, the, this is what happens, and, and he would become so desperate that he would almost fall down and die. And then in the distance, he would see not just a, 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 a mirror, a, a mirage, is that what they call it? The, he wouldn't just see that there's truly, there's a, there's, a, there's a water, there's spring of water, and he cannot even move. But when he sees that, that water, and it's real, how many of you know he gets that second urge, that, that life just comes back just to stick his head in that water? You know what I say? We need to be like that man at this point of our lives right now. Come on, we need to be like that guy who is so desperate and I know there is water. And you know what? He gets this energy and he just pushes forward just to get there. Lord, may we have that hunger for more of you. Who agrees with that one? Come on, hallelujah. I'm hungry, Jesus. I'm thirsty, Jesus. It's Thursday night and some of you are like this. You can't even, you know, well, why are you tired? This is but the beginning. I mean, we've been doing this every night of our lives. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. I get up early just like you do. I do everything that you do. And so well, we need to get revival fit. Tell your neighbor and say you're not fit. Get fit. Uh, <laughs> who agrees? Get fit for Jesus. Bless the Lord. So the keys that we receive from God is to, uh, uh, we need, obviously the first key is, is, is the revelation of who Jesus is. And once you get the revelation, you surrender your life to God and, and you understand who He is, well now your life begins to change. I want to read quickly in Matthew chapter 3. Let's go there real quickly, Matthew chapter 3 and verse 13. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. Somebody say baptized. How many of you know that's water baptism? And how many of you know Jesus was 30 years old when he was water baptized? There's nowhere in my Bible and your Bible where it shows me that Jesus Christ as a baby was baptized. If you can show me in your Bible where Jesus was baptized as a baby, I'll give you a hundred bucks. <laughs> but how many of you know that you, 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 there's no way like that? Who agrees? And again, I want to speak about, you know, we're a Christian. We are like Jesus. We're not like a denomination. We're not like a man. We are like Christ. How many of you say, I'm a Christian? Raise your hand. Are you? Are you like Jesus? Are you doing the things of Jesus? I've seen so many people sitting in churches. They say, well, you know what? I, 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 was, I was baptized as a baby and, uh, you know, far be it from me to get baptized as a grown person. I'll never do that. Well, then you're not a Christian because Jesus got baptized as a fully uh, grown man. Hello, somebody. I mean, you're a Christian by word, but not by deed. Uh-oh. 
Well, I better stop again. There we go. The love is coming back now on me. Thank you, Jesus. It's a personal joke with pastor up front here. Jesus was fully immersed in water at the age of 30. If it was good enough for Jesus Christ to be fully immersed, baptized, then it is good enough for you and I to be water baptized. Who can say amen to that? Come on, as Jesus is, so am I. Who agrees with that? As he is, so am I. So Jesus goes and he gets water baptized and uh, John tries to stop him. I always find it amazing. There's still today, I cannot believe that in the time and the age we're living in today, there are still people trying to stop people from being baptized by full immersion. I find it amazing. Anyway, Jesus says to him, permit it to be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. And when he, Jesus had been baptized, he came up immediately from the water and behold, the heavens were open to him and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and sitting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven and said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. If it was good for Jesus to be water baptized and receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it is good for you and I to be water baptized and receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Who can agree? If Jesus Christ, the man, needed help from above to accomplish his task by receiving the Holy Spirit, how much more do you and I on this earth tonight need the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Who agrees? We need the baptism. We need the power. It's not by might, it's not by my power, but it's by the power of the Holy Spirit. Give Him praise if you agree. Come on, it's all about the Holy Ghost. Now, I can't remember if I ever shared this with you, but I'm going to share it in any case, because I'm about to lay hands on all of you. And uh, we, I'm teaching on the authority that we receive from Jesus, and I'll get to those scriptures, but I cannot just give you the scriptures if you don't have a revelation about the authority first. Now, watch chapter 4, verse 1. Remember, Jesus is now water baptized. The Holy Ghost comes upon him. He's empowered. Oh, and by the way, I have said this before, but look at me. Jesus of Nazareth speaks about Jesus, the man born in the flesh, who agrees. When we speak about Jesus Christ, we are speaking about Jesus God, Jesus Son of God, or Messiah. Hello? So Jesus, before the water baptism, he, he walks into the water as Jesus of Nazareth, the man. He's got no power. Read your Bible. Not one miracle, not one sermon preached. Nothing did Jesus do before he was water baptized. You can say amen. Come on, it's in your Bible. He did nothing, 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 nothing. So Jesus steps into the water. He gets water baptized. He comes out of the water. Now the Holy Spirit descends upon him. In other words, he receives the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He receives power. Remember Acts 1.8. You and I, we shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon us. Who agrees? Not in us, but upon us. So Jesus receives that power. And now Jesus steps out of the water, not as the man from Nazareth, he now steps out of the water as the Messiah, the Christ, the Son of the living God. Hallelujah. Come on, he steps out in the power. He steps out in that anointing. 
What's going to happen tonight? We're going to lay hands on you. Hopefully, Jesus will baptize you with that very same power. Who wants that? Uh, you got to get hungry. Who wants that stuff? I want that anointing. I want that power. Lord, I'm not here just to, you know, come on down, put your hand on me. You'll be full down there. That was wonderful. No, you've got to be hungry. Amen? Hungry. Hungry. So, Jesus now, watch this. I'm going to read verse 17. Suddenly a voice came from heaven, said, This is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. Then Jesus, verse 1, chapter 4. Are you looking at your Bible? Then Jesus took his guitar and his flag with three spotlights and started a church somewhere. Is that what it says? And Jesus got his disciples and, you know, he had his disciples go and start another ministry. Now I'm being sarcastic, but let's see what it says. Then Jesus was, number one, led up by the Spirit. Is that Spirit a lowercase or a capital letter? So that means the Holy Spirit. Somebody say Holy Spirit. So Jesus is led by the Holy Spirit. Who can say amen? amen. The book of Romans, uh, 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 Romans chapter 16 says that the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. Who agrees? Nowhere was Jesus ever led by the Spirit until he receives the baptism. Who agrees? Now, this is important. I want you to get this now because this is about authority. And so Jesus is led by the Spirit where? Say that where? Into the? Into the? Not into Jerusalem. Not into wherever. He was led to the wilderness. Now, why would you receive the power and then be led into the wilderness? Well, let's see. He was led into the wilderness to be tempted. Somebody say tempted. By the devil. Well, where's the grace in that? Okay, you didn't catch that one. You know, because we preach grace and mercy and love and everything, but I find the very first thing Jesus Christ himself is faced when he receives the power, he's led into the wilderness to be tempted by Satan. Now, that doesn't sound like a loving God to me. You know, we would preach, oh, come on, he receives the power and he goes and he casts out devils and heals, does, does everything. But no, the very first thing that happens after he gets the baptism, he goes into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. It's amazing. Why? Why, why, would, he, why would God do that? I'm speaking about authority. Who knows that when God created the heavens and the earth and all that's in it, he made Adam and Eve. Hello? And what did he give Adam and Eve? He gave them authority. He gave them power. He said to them, everything on this earth is yours. You are in charge of it. And guess what the devil does? He comes, deceives Adam and Eve, and they fall in sin, and Satan steals that authority. Who can agree? Now the devil walks around as the accuser. 
the devil walks around as the one, 2 Corinthians 4, 4 says that Satan is the God of this age. Hello, somebody. He's in charge of the world. That's why the world is like it is today. Remember, the devil's not in hell yet. 1 Peter says Satan is walking around like a roaring lion, seeking those whom he may devour. The devil is like a cat. He's stalking you. He's watching you. And when you're not in prayer and you're not studying the word and you're not attending church, boom, he jumps on you. Drags you back into his kingdom. Am I speaking the truth? Yes. He'll drag you back into his kingdom. And he'll cause you to fall because he doesn't want you to get what I'm teaching on tonight. He'll, he'll keep you away from the things of God. So Satan is now the king of this, of this world. And, and so God sent his son Jesus Christ to destroy the works of Satan, to take back that key, that authority. Who can agree with me? But now Jesus is now filled with the Holy Ghost. He's led into the wilderness to be tempted. By the devil, to be tempted by the devil. Now there's, uh, let's read on. He says, and when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, watch this, the temptation came after he fasted. Oh Lord, let them get some revelation somewhere. The trials and the, and the tribulations and the stuff, I, I like it. A lot of people go into fasting, you know, and, and, and then when they finish their fasting, they say, wow, praise God, you know, God's going to do all these miracles, and then all hell breaks loose after you fasted. Who, who's ever experienced that? <laughs> and then they say, wow, God didn't answer my prayers, and they did it, and your words just cut off the miracle. But anyway, that is another lesson then. But so after 40 days, he's tempted by the devil and Jesus was hungry, and now the tempter comes to Jesus and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become bread. And Jesus answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So Satan quotes scripture, Jesus quotes it back, but if you have never heard this before, the first temptation Jesus is hit with is the lust of the flesh. Somebody say the lust of the flesh. The flesh that is, that is always crying out, you know. I want my, I want my, well, here we was with food, but I'm very sure it's far more than just food because how many of you know we're all craving for the good stuff in the food and, you know, that's what we do. But there's also the lust of the flesh for my alcohol and the lust of the flesh for sex and the lust of the flesh for, for uh, uh, you know, drugs and, 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 and cigarettes and, and the list goes on. Who, who follows what I'm saying? Gambling and... And, 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 and playing the lottery and, 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 and investing my money into worldly stuff and not into God's kingdom. My flesh, my flesh wants that. I can't get a mm-hmm again tonight. Satan tempts Jesus with the very same thing. 
Come on, Jesus, you God, you can take these stones and turn them into bread. Come on, you, you have this power, you can do it. Why don't you do it? And Jesus now resists the devil with temptation and says, No, Mr. Devil, I will not fall by your temptation because I will stand on the word of God. Who can say amen to that? So Jesus, before he could actually operate in the authority before Jesus could actually operate in the power of the Holy Ghost, he had to overcome the worldly temptation. You see, you, me, and I am excited, and I, and I don't want to put you off, but I want you to understand, where does authority start? Authority starts by you having victory in your life. God will never trust you with the anointing if you are walking around still holding on to the lusts of the world, the lusts of the flesh. Why? Because God doesn't give His anointing. It's not something made cheap. The Scripture says people are still trampling on the blood of Jesus. They're making what Jesus done cheap. But He gave His life for you and I. Hello, somebody. He died the most horrible, gruesome death, and he gave his all for you and I. And we just come to church, you know, and we make fun of Jesus. And I'm saying that respectfully, but we're not taking Jesus as serious as we should. We're not taking the baptism of the Holy Spirit as surely as we, you know, as we should. But we want, come on, just give me the anointing. Come on, give me something new today. You know, let's just play with what we got. No, you want the power. You want the glory. You want the anointing. You need to overcome that situation in your life first. You overcome it. Jesus was faced with the same thing. Who agrees? We, we, we sing songs on victory. We sing songs on and quote scriptures. I am more than a conqueror. We say stuff like, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Who knows what I'm saying? We have these little, we have these little charismatic sayings. And yet, 90% of the church has not, is not walking in victory. Yes, Jesus had victory. You and I need victory. Oh, yeah. Jesus conquered death, hell, and the grave. Jesus overcame the works of Satan. But the devil is still walking around like the devil. He's finished with Jesus. Jesus whipped the devil. Can you say amen? But now the devil says, well, if I can't get to Jesus, let me get to his disciples then. Let me knock his disciples. Who's getting this? I'm talking about authority. You want authority? Overcome your weaknesses. You want authority? Overcome the temptation. You want the victory? Obey the Bible. Well, thanks for those very encouraging amens here. The devil took him up into the holy city. He set him on a pinnacle of the temple. And then he said to him, if you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He shall give His angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. How many of you know Satan can quote Scripture? And he knows the Bible better than you and I do. I'm telling you right now. But Jesus turns around and says, It is written, You shall not 
tempt the Lord your God. The first lesson Jesus had to overcome, the first temptation was the lust of the flesh. The second one was the lust of the eyes. I want, give me, give me, give me. Why, why do we work so many hours and why do we do this and that? It's because I want more money because what my eye sees, I want. Well, that went down good. Why is America and Australia, these two countries, not even my country, and I've been in many other countries, the two prominent countries that are standing out, Head and shoulders above all the other countries, Australia and America. Why are people so crazy? Why do they sue you? Because they are greedy and they want the money. There's no other reason. The root reason for suing somebody is I'm going to take everything that you got. You know why? Because I'm greedy and I want it. See, it's quite in here. My eyes, I want everything out there. But when I come in here, the devil, what does he do? Shuts my eyes, spiritually closed. I don't care about all of that stuff you guys are preaching about. You guys just got to, you know, make a big noise up front there and leave me alone. I, I'd rather indulge in the things out there. I can see the dollar signs, you know, at the pokey place. Tingling, millions. Oh, I want that. I want that. Don't you know even say speaking to you? <laughs> Is that true? What, what, the horse races. I mean, what, what's the nicest thing to hear? I can see money, 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 money. So I, 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 some of you are smiling, but it's an angry smile. Says what I said last night. Don't don't talk about my gambling. Don't talk about my booze. Don't talk about my social life because it's mine and I deserve it. No, you don't. You're a born-again Christian washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. You do not belong to yourself. You belong to the Son of the living God. Come on. You are bought with a price. You are bought with a price. Hallelujah. But now, now we, we, we want to stand with one foot in church and one foot in the world, and we want both sides, and we say, but give me the power also. And God says, no, 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 no. You want the power, overcome the temptation. If you don't overcome the temptation, then I can't trust you. You cannot serve two gods. You cannot serve mammon, and you cannot serve me. Either you love one and hate the other. Who gets what I'm saying? Think about it, guys. I mean, it's not, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to understand. Just look at the news and you'll see what the world is about. It's all about greed. It's all about lust. It's all about perverseness. It's all about idolatry. Me, myself, and I. It's all it's about. It's all about. It's not about loving my neighbor. It's not about, you know, caring. It's, yes, yes, I heard that. The Bible says here, yeah, but in actual fact, 
it's still about me. And brother, when you get in my face, I get mad at you. I don't like you. I love you, but I don't have to like you. <laughs> Is anybody learning this? Yeah. Say with me authority. authority. You all want authority tonight. But you're not going to get the authority. Yes, I'll lay hands on you. Yes, I'm believing with you. Honestly, I, I want that. But as much as I'm preaching to you, I'm preaching to me, right? You know this finger thing? I'm pointing one finger, but three are pointing back to me. You know, what did Jesus say? Jesus said, don't try and take the speck out of your brother's eye when you're walking with a plank in your own eye. So, I mean, I, I cannot stand here and preach stuff that if I'm not living it. So I can encourage you and help you and say tonight, yes, bless God. We're going to lay hands on you. We're going to believe Jesus to baptize you. And guess what? He is going to baptize you. He is going to anoint you. But the, the thing is, it, it all is what matters is after we've laid hands on you and when you walk out these doors. That's where the truth lies. That's the truth. We're a better group tonight than we were last night. And a lot of you were phoned and you were invited and said, come on, Brother Dion's going to lay hands for the anointing. You said, oh, goody, 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 I want that. Are you going to be back tomorrow night? Are you going to be back in church on Sunday? Are you going to continue doing the things that you do here, you know, after we've laid hands on you? Or is it just another, oh, well, you know, Dion is preacher number 17 this year who laid hands on me. Well, am I going to take that power? Am I going to work with it? Am I going to repent before God and say, Lord, I want to be like Jesus. Jesus overcame the lust of the flesh. He overcame the lust of the eyes. And number three, he says, and again, the devil took him up to exceedingly high mountain, and he showed them the kingdoms of the world and their glory. Think about that. Satan takes Jesus up and shows him everything because he's the God of this world. He says, all this, everything you see in this world is mine. And then he says to him, if you will fall down and worship me, he says, then I will give this to you. How stupid is that devil? <laughs> I mean, really, like, duh. <laughs> Stupid. But you see, would you fall down and worship me? There's pride in that. Who agrees? Pride. Satan says, I'm more important. I, it's all about me. And let's think about this. Honestly. In, in line of what I'm preaching tonight, how many human beings, and I hope you get this, how many human beings are actually kneeling down more to the devil than to Jesus? How many human beings are following hard after Satan and not after God? So what are the three major temptations Jesus had to overcome to be able to walk now in the authority that God gave him. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. Friend, Jesus overcame it. You and I need to overcome it. I cannot, over, I, I cannot walk your walk. I have to walk my own walk. I cannot live your life. 
You know, who remembers this old saying? I was just so blessed. You can take a horse to the water, but you can't make him drink. Has anybody ever heard that? <laughs> I used to quote that. One day I did quote it, and the man said to me, you know what, Dion, he said, you're wrong. I said, what do you mean? He says, you can make a horse drink water. I said, how? Give him salt. <laughs> Just make him thirsty. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> so hopefully you all learn something tonight. You can take a horse to the water, and you can make him drink. <laughs> and tonight I'm taking you to the water, and I'm giving you some salt. And I hope you're getting thirsty because remember where I'm coming from. We want anointing. We want authority. But to operate in that authority, we need to have a clear background. A clean, holy background. And if you could understand who I am and understand where I come from, and a lot of people, uh, we said today, we, we, Pastor Malcolm, uh, we, uh, Sandy, we're having lunch, and, and I said, you know, people look at me and they say, golly, he, every time Dion comes, he takes the whip out and he beats us. <laughs> come on, how many of you said that? Oh, brother Dion just hit us over the head again. Man, he just, wow. Uh, do you think I like hearing reports like that? Do you think I enjoy to stand up here and teach what I'm teaching? No. But then I would say again, let's turn the situation around and let's look at the fruits of what's happening in lives. Hear my heart. The Bible clearly says, judge a tree by the fruit that it bears. So when I speak this direct word, I'm not hitting you over the head. You can't get mad at me because I'm just reading the Bible. Right? I'm just reading the word. Like one guy in Mariba, he said, the word you preach is too hard. The word is too hard. I said, hang on, what are you saying? My word or God's word? He said, well, God's word is too hard. I said, well, there's your problem. Remember on Sunday morning, I made a statement. I said, I have come to the conclusion, in my opinion, okay, it's me personally, but in my personal opinion, I want to say that 80% of most Christians don't believe the Bible. See, that's a hard one. You're looking at me again. But if we did believe the Bible, we would apply the Bible. Who would agree? Come on, this is simple for me. If Jesus said, stop it, stop it. He didn't say, think about it and get 1,000 reasons through dictionaries and other people's opinions why you shouldn't stop it. He said, what's wrong is wrong. Stop it. Sex before marriage. Stop it. Adultery. Stop it. Fornication. Stop it. See, I'm getting no amen. It should have been 100%. Amen, brother. Yeah, I agree. No, stop it. <laughs> All right, love, love. Let's go on. <laughs> now watch this. When Jesus was tempted in these three areas, first he was led by the Spirit. Remember this, he's led by the Spirit to be tempted. Who can agree? So you want anointing tonight, 
lay hands on you, don't be amazed that persecution comes your way tomorrow. Temptation comes your way. Because the devil is going to tempt you and God's going to say, oh, you, you, you said you wanted the anointing. Well, let me test you first of all. Tomorrow night, well, I would have gone to the, to the church service, you know, but there's a great movie coming out, so I'm going to watch the movie. Or there is a, you know, we would have come to church, but there's a barbecue and our buddies are getting together and there's a new nightclub down the road and so we're going to drink and dance a little bit and have some fun. But I got tonight, I got the anointing. Woo! You're getting what I'm saying? And so the Lord says, well, you know, yes, Dion laid hands on you, yes, and the Holy Spirit, but you know what? I'm not going to use you because you have failed the test. You have failed the test. So you can go and pray for five people, they're not going to get healed, and you can try and cast the devil out. You can never get to do that because that vessel you are in is not pure and holy. What stands between you and God, us and God? What stands? What does the Bible say? Sin stands between God and I. When your car drives, I'm speaking to the men, maybe the ladies here who are mechanics, but you know, when you drive down the car, I'm talking about the older cars. Who remembers the old carburetors you used to get? Yeah. And Shemaine, we used to drive a Toyota. It was really nice. Toyota Corolla. And we would drive this thing, and, and then one day the car just went. <laughs> and then, what in the world? Something is wrong. Luckily, my dad taught me a little bit about engines, you know. And the first thing I did, open up the carburetor, look inside. Follow the petrol pipe. Oh, here's the problem. There's a blockage in the pipe. The petrol's not coming through like it should, causing the car to operate faulty. What's happening to us? The car's going. Every now and then, we get a little speed wobble, you know. Fall on the wayside. But there's a blockage that's causing the car not to go the way it should. Sin blocks the power of God. Who's getting this? Who's hungry? I love this. At the end of all of this, the Bible says, then Jesus came out in the power of the Holy Spirit. See, once he received the victory, what did Jesus do? He left and went out of the wilderness in the power of the Holy Ghost and in the power of that authority God had entrusted him. He couldn't operate in the authority until he overcame the temptation. This is helping you. So, having said all that, now we can go to Matthew chapter 10. Are you okay? Matthew chapter 10. This one says, and when he had called his 12 disciples to him, well, tonight we are more than 12. When he called them to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits. Please note the power was given for what reason? To cast out devils, ladies and gentlemen. He didn't give them power to be able to sing a beautiful song, which is nothing wrong with that, but 
He gave us power, number one, over unclean spirits, to cast them out. Number two, to heal all kinds of sicknesses and all kinds of diseases. As He is, so are we. As Jesus is, so am I. What did Jesus do? He cast out devils. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. Can somebody say amen? amen. It wasn't about a glorified service, which is good, but it was about what happens outside of the service. Who wants this power? The Bible says he gave them power. He gave them the authority of unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sicknesses and diseases. Verse 7. And he said to his disciples, Tonight Jesus is speaking clearly to you and I. He says, As you go, preach and say, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Jesus says to you and to me, Start a church, get a couple of lights and uh, soft chairs and beautiful atmosphere. No? What did he say? Heal the sick. Cleanse the lepers. Raise the dead. Cast out demons. Freely you have received. Freely give. Well, brother, yeah, I hear what you're saying, but you know, what's the point? What do you mean, what's the point? Well, why do I have to cast out devils? I don't care about this stuff. I don't, what's the need for that? What do you mean, what's the need for that? Well, we could just come to church, sit here and look good and feel happy, you know, and be blessed with a good little sermon and go home and enjoy life. I'm a Christian. That's what I mean. Well, that's good for you, but how many people around you are dying? How many people in Gladstone are drug addicts? How many people sitting in high positions, whether it's high position or low position, are alcoholics. How much home violence is going on right now? Where's your divorce rate? How many fatherless children do we have walking around? How much immorality is in the city? How much gambling is going on? What is the, what is the, the violence and the anger rate in this town? Come on, who, I, I'm speaking to you now. I'm just speaking about Gladstone. What about the whole of Australia? What is it? What, what, what is life about? Two things, good and evil. In the end, think about this. When the great day, the battle of Armageddon comes, it's a fight between good and evil. Jesus, heaven, Satan, hell. Nobody wants to hear this one because they get scared when they talk about hell. But we cannot ignore hell. Come on, Christian. You cannot ignore hell. You cannot keep telling people how good they are and how much you've got to warn them. It's your duty. It's my duty. Jesus told, spoke more about hell than he did about heaven. Now, we saved in here. That's glorious. But what about them out there? Who's going to tell them? Listen, my dear friend, your drugs are going to take you to hell. Your hatred is going to take you to hell. 
Am I saying the truth? Somebody had the guts to tell you about Jesus. That's why you're here. Somebody's waiting in anticipation for you to tell them. Not just the good news of Jesus. That is true, but you've got to warn them. Listen, you can't, you can't play the religious game with Jesus. Get real with Jesus. Become a real Christian. Walk the walk. Don't talk the talk. Repent of your sins. Because in the end, it's heaven and it's hell. So why did Jesus say, as you go and preach and say to them, the kingdom of heaven is at hand? What does that mean? The kingdom is not far away. The kingdom is here before you right now. You can experience the glory of God. How? He says, by casting out devils, cleansing the lepers, healing the sick, raising the dead. Why is Christianity dead to most people? Because they come in and they just get a little filmy good message, but they never see the glory. I want the glory. Who wants the glory? Come on, who's hungry for the power? I want to be like Jesus when he walked off the boat and he stepped onto the island. The man who was so demon-possessed ran to him and fell down and said, Why have you come to torment me, Jesus? Jesus didn't even speak nothing. But he was so full of glory. The demon saw it a mile away. You've heard me say this before. Every time I get into a town... When I landed here on Sunday, on Saturday, gone by, the demons in Gladstone said, oh my God, he's back again. Come on, I've come to make the devil mad and Jesus glad. Hallelujah. Do I have some warriors with me who will make the devil mad and Jesus glad? The gates of hell shall not prevail. The people out there with the voting going on and they can criticize and talk and get all mad at us and they can get all blah, 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 blah. The gates of hell shall not prevail. Hallelujah. Come on. We have a power. We have an anointing. We have an authority. Bless God. Why fear the devil? Cast him out. They want to give you the lip. In the name of Jesus, get out. What? Yeah, get out. Your foul lying devil, you. Speaking with a forked tongue. Okay, let's move on. Love. <laughs> hey, I'm a soldier for Jesus. I cannot help it. Come on, I love the Lord. Bless God. Hallelujah. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. One more scripture. Are you ready for the anointing? Come on, Luke chapter 10. Let's go there. Say with me, authority. How do we walk in this authority? By overcoming our temptations. I need an amen. amen. To be able to keep on walking in authority, to be able to have that power, we need to live a holy, pure life before the king. And there's no amens again. Luke chapter 10 verse 1. After these things, the Lord appointed 70 others also. Somebody say 70. Tonight we're more than 70. Tonight the Lord is appointing you. Can you say amen? And what does the Bible say? He sent them two by two before His face. Now tomorrow night I'll teach on this. 
but he sent them two by two before his face, where? Into every city where he himself was about to go. Then he said to them, are you listening, child of God? The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. What am I going to do? Lay hands on you. Why? So that you can get authority, anointing. Why? Because the harvest is ready for the taking. Who agrees? Jesus said, verse 9, are you looking at it? Heal the sick. Say to them, the kingdom of heaven has come near you. What did Jesus say? Heal the sick. That's your obligation. That's your duty. That's your calling as a Christian. We are to tell them the kingdom of God has come. Heal the sick. Can somebody still agree with me? Verse 16. He who hears you, hears me. So it's not you speaking, it's God in you speaking. He who rejects you, rejects me. So don't worry if you're not very popular under the people anymore. Because they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting the king. Can you say amen? amen? He who rejects me rejects the father who sent me. So all of this stuff on the news coming against the Christians and our faith, they're not rejecting you and I. They're rejecting the king. Verse 17 says, Then the 70 returned with sadness. And they said, Lord, the people are attacking us. They are verbally abusing us. They are spitting in our faces and mocking us and telling us, you are too much of a Christian, too radical. The Bible says you got to love. Love is free. It's for everybody. I'm getting no amens here. No, the Bible says the 70 returned with joy. And they said, Lord, watch this, people. They said, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. Hallelujah. What did they do? They were casting out devils. He said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Verse 19. Are you ready, people? Yes, the authority. Jesus says, I give you. Say me. That didn't sound enthusiastic. Come on. I give who? Yes, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over some of the power of the enemy. Huh? How much? Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Who's heard that one? Your persecution, my persecution in this country is words, words, words. But you know what? Bless God, we have a power and authority bigger than words. We have the mighty name of Jesus. And when those demons begin to manifest in front of me, I just say, in the name of Jesus, get out. You'll fell devil, you. There was a guy in our country who was hijacked, drove a BMW. 
Our country is full of hijackings. There's a lot of murder and stuff going on. And so when they got this guy, put a gun against his head, threw him in the back seat, and they put him uh, and, and, and drove off with his car. And when he was in the back seat, he just started binding the devils. He just started praying in tongues. He was like, I bind these people. I bind you, Satan. Loose them in Jesus' name. And they drove for an hour. And after an hour, these people kept saying, shut up, shut up, stop praying. Shut up, shut up, stop it, stop it, shut up. And he just said, I bind you in the name of Jesus. I bind you in the name of Jesus. And he said, shut up, shut up, shut up. And then the one guy said, the other guy said, this guy's a Christian. We better drop him off. And he said, shut up in the name of Jesus. Come out. So you know what? They took him to the gas station. They filled his car up. And gave him his call back and said, we're sorry for, for robbing you. <laughs> Hallelujah. We have an authority. You can blab off with your mouth and say whatever you want. But let me tell you, come in front of me, I'll cast the devil out of you. Why? Because he is in me. Who agrees? Does that say, well, you sound like you're a violent guy. No. We, our struggle is not people. Our struggle is Satan and his demons. Who agrees? So the jo- they returned with joy and they said, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. Jesus says, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, nothing shall by any means hurt you. Come on, give him praise for that right now. Nothing, nothing, nothing shall by any means hurt you. And then he says, nevertheless, do not rejoice that you have this power and that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Is your name written in heaven tonight? Is your name written in heaven tonight? Can I ask you to bow your head and close your eyes? I cannot lay hands on you tonight if you're not a child of God. Maybe you walked into this church tonight, first time, and you hear me preach what I'm preaching. I want to tell you, a lot of you are sitting in church, but you're not born again. Nicodemus, the Pharisee, was in church, but he wasn't born again. Jesus said, Nicodemus, I say to you, you must be born again to see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus, you must, be born of, you must be born of water and the Spirit to enter the kingdom of God. You must believe in Jesus and you must repent of your sins and you must turn from your wicked ways so that you can go to heaven one day. Your good works cannot save you. Your efforts in what you've done cannot save you. There's only one Savior. His name is Jesus Christ. All roads don't lead to the same God. I've heard many people say this lately. Oh, we all serve the same God. No, we don't. We have one Savior. His name is Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one can come to the Father except through Jesus. Not Mother Mary, not me, not Hare Krishna, not Buddha, not Muhammad. There's one Savior, Jesus Christ. And if you don't know him, tonight there is a beautiful opportunity for you to give your life to Jesus. If you say, Pastor Dion, will you please pray for me? I don't want to go to hell. You spoke about hell tonight and I know my life is a mess. 
I'm an alcoholic, I'm a drug addict, I'm a hater, I'm full of stuff and and I don't want to go to hell. Tonight, tonight I want to give my life to Jesus. Please pray for me. I need Jesus in my heart. I don't just want to simply sit in the church. I want to be a Christian like Jesus. In the scissors, please pray for me right now. Just pray in tongues. We're in a massive battle right now. I can sense it. Satan is petrified. The devil is mad. And if you say, Dion, would you please pray for me tonight? I want to give my life to Jesus. I need him. I don't want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven. Please pray for me. When I count to three, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. If you're a visitor from another church, please don't think we're trying to steal you from your church. We just want you to become part of the family of God by giving your life to Jesus. So if your hands are sweating right now, your heart is pounding away in your chest, that means that God is standing right now at the door of your heart and He's knocking and He's saying, open up, I want to come in. I want to be your God, your Savior, and your friend. Stop running from me, the Lord says. Turn to me tonight. So if you say, down, please pray for me. Here we go. At the count of three, you raise your hand. One, two, three. Thank you. I see hands going up. If you raised your hand last night, you don't want to have to do it again tonight. If you gave your heart to Jesus last night, you don't have to do it again tonight. You're a child of God. Those people who raised their hands, would you quickly help me? Would you quickly stand to your feet and come stand up front here? I would love to pray with you. Come on, just come down here. I would love to pray with you. Let's give God praise for these people coming down. Hallelujah. Come on down. Come on down. Come on down. While you're sitting there, turn to your neighbor and evangelize. Come on, evangelize. Ask your neighbor, neighbor, are you right with Jesus? If you need to stand up and go to somebody, go and ask them, are you right with Jesus? Is there anybody else who wants to give their heart to Jesus? Let's all stand. Pastor James, would you lead them to Jesus tonight? Brilliant. Very exciting. You know, one one of the most exciting things you could ever do, actually the most exciting decision is to come and stand. Not just stand, but to commit our life to the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible just says, simply says this, it's a belief in our heart and a confession of our mouth in the Lord Jesus. So we're actually going to do that tonight. What we're going to do is we're just going to confess. And if we confess it, it needs to be the belief in our heart that we're, what we're saying is what we believe. And to make it really easy, we're just going to pray a prayer and I'd ask you just to repeat it. And we can all, please, let's, let's just all join in and, and pray that prayer. And it's a prayer of, well, it's a prayer of faith. It's a prayer of belief in Jesus. So let's do that right now. Come on, together. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you tonight just as I am. And I thank you that you accept me 
and that you love me, that you've always loved me. It's just that we haven't always loved you. But tonight, I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart the Lord Jesus Christ died and rose again to take my past and to take my sin so that I could be forgiven. And the wall between me and God can be taken away. Right now, accept me as your child. Thank you, Father. I need you in my life. I receive your love, your forgiveness in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Father, we just pray. Let me just pray. Father, we pray for every person here, whether it's the first time tonight or the second time or the third time or whatever it's been. But Lord, you look, you take it seriously. And Lord, that your hand would be upon them, Father, to establish and strengthen them. And they would, Lord, walk in your ways. And tomorrow when they get up, Lord, that it just wouldn't be, they'd remember the decision they've made tonight and they'd continue to say yes to Jesus. Yes to Jesus tomorrow, the next day, next week, next year. Father, we ask your hand, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, what we'd love to do is we just want to support you and encourage you. Now, of course, we know some of you already, but we, what we do is just want to take a little bit of information. And the best way we can do that is, is if you could just, um, in a moment, you're going to go back down there. Can I just encourage you in several things? Number one, if we're going to commit our life to the Lord Jesus Christ, we need to talk to him. It's in, and you might say, how do you talk? You're just like you talk to anybody else. Just talk to God about life. Pray, you know, it's called prayer. The second thing that we can do is you need a Bible. Probably some of you have got a Bible, but you need to read it. Because that's God's instruction book. It's God's roadmap in a way for life. And thirdly, what you need to do is find yourself in the body of believers in church. If, it's not, if you've got a church you go to, go there. If you haven't got one, you can come here. But you need to be involved in, in God's church, God's body of Christ and people. That'd be great. So how about tonight? We just for a moment, we won't hold you long, but if you could just go back down the aisle here, you can see Tians is uh, going to give you a wave. If you could go, those who are, those are helping in counselling or just follow up, could you give them a hand? Yep. Those of us who could just take the time to help with taking names that we've, please do that right now. Uh, support the team, those who are, I think they need a few more if you, if you, can go, that'd be great. Thank you. Thank you. Brilliant. Brilliant. Do you want to say something? All right. Who, who seriously wants the anointing? Then get down here. If you're not serious about it, you can go home. Those of you who are hungry, say, I, 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 I mean this, then I want more. I want this power. I want this authority. Get down here. Make a nice line in front. Please move forward. We're going to lay hands on you. <clears throat> now some people say, I can't believe the way you talk, but I don't know how to express myself. Either you are really desperate or you're not. 
Don't just come forward to get something. Come forward to say, Lord, I'm, I mean business with you. I want more of you, Jesus. I want that power. I want that glory. It's not a Dion Hockey anointing. It's not some man laying hands on me. It's you, Holy Spirit. It's you, Holy Spirit, that's going to give me power. Like Jesus Christ. I fear nothing. I fear nothing. You said all power and authority has been given to me. Nothing shall by any means hurt me. Come on, close your eyes. Focus on Jesus. Get out of the flesh. Get in the spirit. 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 Focus on Jesus. Focus on Jesus. I'm telling you right now, I'm going to lay hands on you. The Holy Spirit is going to come upon you. Some of you are going to hit the ground. Do not be in a hurry to jump up tonight. Do not be in a hurry. Wait on the Lord tonight. Wait on Him. Don't let the devil say time, time. Time is our enemy. With God, time doesn't exist. Let Him speak to you. Let Him minister to you. Let Him fill you tonight. The anointing is so heavy upon me right now, I'm telling you. Some of you are going to gonna have to crawl out of this church because of the power of God. Search, seek Him, seek Him, seek Him right now. Seek Him. Those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. God will never turn away a hungry heart. He will never turn away a thirsty soul. Matthew 5, 6 says, Blessed is he who hungers and thirsts after righteousness, for he shall be filled. Tonight the Lord will fill you. Tonight the Lord will anoint you. Get rid of any sin in your life right now. Any obstacle that you might think stands between you and God, repent of it right now and say, Lord, I'm sorry. Take it away. Take away the pride of the life, the, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes. Remove it from me, Jesus. Jesus, become the center of my life tonight. It's all about you, your kingdom, your kingdom, your kingdom. Your will be done. Your will be done tonight, Lord. Jeremiah, send me, Jesus. Jeremiah, Lord, here's my hands, Lord. Here's my mouth, Lord. Here's my body, my feet, Lord. Use me, Jesus. Use me, Jesus. I'm not going to give up after the first persecution, Lord. I'm going to stand and I'm going to fight, Lord. I'm going to take back what the devil stole from me, Jesus. I'm taking back my family. I'm taking back my health, Lord. I'm taking back my children. I'm taking back my town, Lord. I'm taking it back, Father, my country, Lord. I'm taking it back, Lord, in Jesus' name. Jesus sending you out. Lambs among the wolves. But God says, I am with you. Do not fear. I am for you. Do not be afraid. The demons are trembling. You see, Satan is afraid. Gladstone is about to have a revival. I'm telling you right now, there is an anointing. There is a balloon over this church tonight full of water. And it's going to take one prick to pop that balloon. And the water is going to gush out tonight upon us. Come on, get hungry, church. Begin to lift your voice. Begin to lift your voice and pray. Come on, pray, sing, worship, do whatever you have to. But cry out to the living God tonight. Lord, I'm, I'm desperate, like blind Bartimaeus. Jesus, Son of David, have mercy upon me, Lord. Anoint me tonight, Lord. Anoint me, Jesus.
We want more of your glory. We want more of your power, Lord. Yes, Jesus. Yes, in my mind, yes, in my mind, yes, in my mind, yes, in my Come on, don't hold back. Let it flow. Come on, let it flow. Let it flow. Let it flow. Let the anointing saturate you tonight. Yes, in my mind, yes, it is. Worship you, Jesus. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We join the heavenly angels and we sing to you. We magnify you, Lord. We need you, Jesus. We need more of your power, more of your authority, more of your glory, less of me, more of you, Jesus. Less of me, Jesus. Come on, lift your voice. Come on, I'm not hearing you. Lift your voice. Be desperate. Be desperate. Be desperate. Be desperate. Lay aside all fears. Lay aside all worries. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We're not there yet. Come on, worship. Worship, 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 worship. Give Him praise. Be expectant. Be expectant. Like a child who's about to give birth. Come on, get into those birth pangs right now. Come on, it's happening. It's happening. Breakthrough is here tonight. God is breaking through tonight. He's breaking through the heavens. He's breaking through in your life tonight. Push in, church. Push in. Yes, it's Andalabiesu. That's it, that's it, that's it. Come on, come on. Come on, get into it. Get in the flow, get in the flow, get in the flow, get in the flow. Some of you are going to get drunk tonight, drunk in the Holy Ghost. The joy of the Lord is going to be your strength. You're going to drink of the living water. Drink of the living water. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Your body is being healed right now of all sickness and disease. He's healing you. He's delivering you. He's setting you free. He's taking you out of the box. He's taking you out. He's setting you free tonight. Yes, For I hear the Spirit of the Lord saying, Why do you doubt me? Did I not say in my word, 
that I will never leave you nor forsake you? Am I not the author and the finisher of your faith? Was I not in the beginning? And am I not in the end? Did I not give you the authority of my name? The name which stands above every other name. The name of Jesus. Am I not called Emmanuel? God who is with you. Am I not Jehovah Shalom, the Prince of Peace? Am I not your banner, your righteousness, your healer? Am I not your deliverer, says the Lord? Know this tonight. When I said, I am for you, I am for you. Do not fear the enemy. Do not fear man. But stand upon my word and the promises of my word, says the Lord. You have but touched the surface and you have but only seen fragrance of what I have in store for you. Know this, says the Lord. As far as the east is from the west and your sins have been forgiven you and washed away. But not only have I forgiven you and removed all sin, but my glory is as far as the east is from the west. And that I am hungry to reveal to you my glory and my power. And I'm about to bestow gifts upon you, says the Lord. Gifts of power, gifts of glory, gifts of salvation, miracles, signs and wonders is yours for the taking, says the Lord. Do not fear, do not be afraid, but rise up, says the Lord. Rise up and stand up out of the ashes, for this is a church of revival. This is a church that will be a shining light, says the Lord. And the people will come from the north and the south, the east and the west. And they will say, this is where I want to be. This is where I want to be planted because of the glory. Because of my glory, says the Lord. Be strong in the Lord and be strong in the power of my might, says God. I am with you. I am for you. Do not fear. Do not fear. The gates of hell shall not prevail against this church. You are my church. If you would hearken your voice, if you would turn from your wicked ways, says the Lord, the very promised revival that has been spoken through my prophets shall come to pass in this place. And the people will come from everywhere. They will come to see what I am doing. If you will humble yourself, if you will humble yourself, and allow my spirit to move. Revival is here.
I hear the Lord saying that you will be put on the spiritual map. Gladstone shall be renowned for revival. Gladstone shall be known as the revival city of Australia. Gladstone shall be known as the church of breakthrough. If you will humble yourself, if you will allow me to be present in the meetings. For I hear the Lord saying that the worship shall be taken into the next level. For truly you have a heart of worship, says the Lord. And you will begin to hear the angels sing. And you will begin to experience my glory, the Shekinah glory fill the house. Do not be afraid of their faces, says the Lord. Do not worry about what people will say or think, but listen to me. My anointing shall be tangible. My anointing shall break through like rays of light. Sporadically you will see people get healed. Sporadically you will see demons manifesting because of your worship. Your worship will penetrate the heavens and it will break through the brass cloud. And it is my anointing, says the Lord, that will destroy the yoke of bondage. It is my anointing. So do not apply the brakes on the worship, says the Lord. Do not slow it down, but speed it up. Crank it up. Get ready, says God, for the anointing is here. Come on, lift your hands and worship Him, worship Him, worship Him, worship Him. Worship Him. I want you to form lines. Don't stand behind somebody. If I pray for you, you're going to fall down. Please don't stand directly behind somebody. Form your lines. I need four catches, four catches. Let's start that side. Come on, lift your voice, lift your voice, lift your voice, lift your voice. Worship Him, worship Him.
to get down here. If you want seconds, come for seconds. This is no game tonight. There is an authority being released in this room. And if you say, Dion, I'm not happy with just that one. I want more. Then just find a gap. Don't worry about these on the floor. Just find a gap. I'm going to lay hands on you. Come on, this is breakthrough moment. I sense it. I sense it. God is piercing the heavens tonight. There is an anointing being released upon you this evening. Do not be happy with just a little bit. I want more of you, Jesus. Come on, if you want more, just get to the front. Run for the anointing. Run for that fire tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 